Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Trainos and the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Cameron Ellen Jarrell, a.k.a. Trainos. Say that shit with your whole chest. Or I will call my dudes and they will show up. Oh, what do the kids call it? Pull up and beat the brakes off of you. Uh, this is Trainos and the Lived Experience, the show that uh, does not have a problem with calling you the fuck out. Um, I mean, like, check our history. Check our resume. Um, today's episode is called... Um, <laughs> I was never less than, and people are like, what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Well, a lot of uh, trans listeners will get it right off of the bat. I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about how my coming out actually went. A lot of people talk about the beautiful stories of how they came out and were surrounded by love. That's not what happened to me. That's still not what's happening to me. My coming out was a a very focused, very intense event for me. And here is how that has uh, affected acquaintances. Uh, I say acquaintances because acquaintances are less than friends. They're just people that you kind of know. I was under this illusion in the beginning of uh, most of these relationships Uh, that I was experiencing a friendship that was tied to an unconditional love. And um, as I stated in past episodes, um, that wasn't the case. There's a handful of people who I can really like lean on and trust uh, with my friendship and that in a relationship and they know who they are. Uh, Shout out to my producer B Shout out to their partner, Haley. Uh, Shout out uh, to uh, the chef, uh, my man, Fred Hardaway. Shout out to Tracy Collins, Andrew Collins. Y'all know what it is, fam for life. So let's get into it. So I came out in 2015, um, which is uh, what most people already know, kind of, if you follow the lore of this show. And when I came out, a couple of things happened. Let's talk about uh, what my relationship to most of my friends was before coming out. Uh, Before coming out, I was always known as the wild card, the one who would give you a laugh. Um, I was supportive to a fault. I would drop anything to be there for my friends. Now, I didn't do this because I was expecting any return. I did that because that's who I am. That's still who I am. I know I'm going to take you motherfuckers through this long ass inception, but like, hey, buckle up. So uh, beforehand, when I lived my life as uh, Jarrell Lamar Edmondson, a.k.a. Draven, B.K.A. Gabriel Saint, a.k.a. the Bull of Black Mountain, 
Um, I was protective to a fault. I was very, I am still very compassionate and I care about what people are going through. I learned um, in, uh, in my coming out that that's not what was um, meant for me. I wasn't, I was never going to get that reciprocated from a majority of the people that I hang around. My time is never considered. Um, I'm never considered when there are things that they want to do together. I'm not part of the groups. I'm not part of any cliques. I never was. Um, I kind of saw myself as somebody who can get along with just about anyone. As long as you weren't a fucking misogynistic racist pedophile, I could pretty much get along with you. Um, I didn't take a, uh, consideration of how my intersectionalities would play out after coming out a lot of people with that um it gets better shit um i smell bullshit i mean i I can smell you you know what i mean like uh a lot of people say it gets better but normally when i hear those it gets better stories they're never people like me what do you mean like you i mean like 40 black trans femme presenting (laughs) <laughs> verbally, verbally unpassable like the no amount of uh <clears throat> no amount of um training or coaxing can change his voice we've tried it i spoke about it in the past um if you know someone who could help with that um let me know but like as of right now for 86 dollars an hour for almost a year this is the voice i got my voice was much deeper um, I'm thinking back to that day and I felt like, because I didn't know any better, I felt so supported in that moment when it came to like the social media aspect of things and like the business aspect of things. Like I had solidified a career in the Indies that was 16, 17 years in at that point in time. So I figured, oh, my work ethic and uh, my, de- my general demeanor would carry me through this transition that people would like, oh, I'm like, yes, she transitioned, but she's still a good worker. She's still this person. That's not what happened. Um, When I came out as trans, like there was three, 400 people who immediately got on the internet and like professed like undying support. Where the fuck y'all at? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, no, nothing? Quiet? Oh, okay. Cause like on that day I came out and I said I was trans and this is what I got. But that we, we all know those studio audience claps and social media uh, definitions of support are not real. It's not real. Um, I started uh, a journey into isolation at that point. Um, it was almost immediate. Like I used to be the one people called when they wanted to hang out, go to bars, um, just sit and chop, chop it up. Like I used to have parties at my house all the time, get togethers with friends all the time. Um, my partners, uh, wrestling partners, uh, would come and hang out with like me and my um, ex at well, my ex currently, and um, we would just kind of hang out, shoot the shit. It was always kind of like a joyous event, and I did those things to cover up how isolated and alone I felt in my dysphoria and like literally st- like stealthing who I was for decades. So I surrounded myself with people and. That's kind of it falls back on me because that was a defense mechanism that I put in place um, to keep my mind off of the debilitating dysphoria and suicidal ideation I had. I came out in 2015 ready to um, 
take those things on head on. And I was under the disillusion that it would get better. And it never did, actually. Uh, it doesn't just get better. That's something you have to fight for. That's something you have to work hard at. And in the working hard and doing those things, you have to realize one thing. You are going to lose. You are going to lose people. You will not be accepted in certain places. There's a possibility of you losing your job, losing your sanity. Those are things that you have to fight for. And I want to remind you that in that fight, you are never less than. Never. I uh, didn't handle the initial isolation very well. I didn't. I withdrew into it. I succumbed to it. And then after being attacked, it just solidified it for me. And what happened with me was I looked into self and I made myself the problem. I said, oh, this happened to me because I don't look a certain way. This happened to me because I'm a freak. This happened to me because I'm alone. This I'm alone because nobody cares about the freak. I started telling myself that and self actualization through like words is dangerous because if the world tells you you're dumb every day, you eventually believe it. And when you start telling yourself that, that's when you become it. When the world tells you you are less than at every almost every turn and you start believing it and you start voicing that and manifesting that on a daily basis, that's what you become. I withdrew into this cocoon and I started self-hating like I literally started self-hating. I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't work out. I would eat garbage, something that I was just never into. Um, I was kind I was an athlete before transitioning. Um, I destroyed my body so that people would visually know that I was hurting and that I was trans at the same time. And I did this because I was constantly told and I'm still being told that I am less than. I'm being told that in work environments. I'm being told that in medical settings. I'm being told that in wrestling settings. I'm being told that in the podcast arena. I'm being told that in um, the effort put forth to support me. And I don't want to act like what I do needs to be reciprocated. But when you show me that you don't give a shit about anything that has to do with me that highly affects me and there's only so much of it that I can take they're like what um what are you fucking talking about okay well check this out so when this show came out a year ago um I did a lot of packets and I sent out a lot of flyers and I was told by thousands of people in my friends list which has gotten smaller since then Oh, we support you. We're going to check it out. We're going to check it out. We're going to check it out. And then like to not see people in months, uh, we get, I finally show up to a get together. I wasn't invited to, I just kind of stumbled upon and like nine out of 10 times people are like, Oh, what are you up to? I'm like, Oh, well I have a podcast and I was wondering if you have you checked it out. Can you give me some input? And they're always this, this bullshit thing. Just tell me the truth. Like, literally, just tell me the truth. Don't do what I'm about to tell you. Oh, I'm definitely going to check it out. I've just been really busy. Like, how many episodes do you have? 26. 26 30-minute episodes. Um, I know it sounds like a lot, but if you volunteer your support to someone, I mean, you should at least listen to one. 
shout out to the fans out there who didn't have to be coaxed or nudged into listening to content that came from a different kind of creator. I am a different kind of creator. I want to stress to trans listeners and and gender expansive and non-binary people that, hey, you're on a journey right now that you are on by yourself. Now, I mean, you might come upon people that want to walk with you in that journey, but that is few and far between, but never, never see yourself as less than. Don't allow people to make you inconsequential. Don't allow people um, the chance to be inconsiderate of you just because of what you are. And if they if they are doing that, call them out for it and then cut them off. I, I mean, like, I mean, I know you tuned in this weekend waiting to hear something funny or sexy. And I ain't got none of that for you today. I got vitriol venom for your ass today. Um, I want you as the trans non-binary gender expansive listener to hear the fight that I'm constantly in. And I want you to learn from it so that you don't fall into the pitfalls I did of like self-loathing self-hate which eventually becomes suicidal ideation don't let non-supportive associates uh dictate your value if somebody does something to the effect of like oh let's say um there's an important gathering amongst your friends and all of a sudden nobody knows how to get in touch with you but you see on all these pictures of your friends all out together and they're having such a great time go have a great time on your own Go make time for yourself. Read that book that you want to read. Write that book that you wanted to write. Play that song that you've been thinking about in your head all this time. Like find ways to be your own friend because at the end of the day, 100% of the time, uh, you are all you have. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people in your life who are willing and, and down to support you. I'm saying that the amount that said it out loud not all of them are telling the truth. And you're like, yo, Cam, I came here. I came here to chill out and relax for the day. And I'm like, that's great. That's great. But if you believe that all 100% of the people who said they were in your corner are actually there. Like you have to get real. I had to get real. Um, the reason why I had to get real is because because of it, I started doing more damage to myself. Uh, I always had a suicidal ideation, but it picked up the isolation, the covid, all of that stuff kind of picked up the level of suicidal ideation. I had it. Uh, uh, it leveled up the amount of self-hatred that I was outputting. I was all, all constantly alone and in, in being that constantly um, isolated and stuff like that. Like you, there's two ways you can go. You could become um a shell or you could really invest in self-love i'm choosing uh to invest in self-love and uh, self-preservation uh, self-preservation is uh the mutation i was born with uh, coming from a violent drug addicted home um, on my father's end and like my mom just like my mom endured so much there's no way i can blame her for what happened that's just the truth. Like a lot of the times, like I'll hear people talking about the past, my childhood, and they just kind of try to shine this like holy negative light on my mom only. My mom did the best that she can do. Um, there's no book for how to raise a queer child. 
There's no book on how to raise a queer trans child, especially not in the 80s. Um, I think my mom was trying to grasp what was going on with me while also trying to protect me and herself from a monster that we lived in. So self-preservation was like the first thing she taught me about. That sometimes she wasn't going to be strong enough to protect me and I was going to have to do it myself. And I appreciate that lesson from her. What she also told me is that everything that shines ain't gold. And I never knew what she was talking about when I was a kid. I never did. And now I do. You uh, Scenario. You're out. You see one of those old acquaintances you haven't seen in a while and they hit you with this thing. Oh, how come we don't get up? You should call me sometime. We should make plans. Then you... Yeah, 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 let's do that, let's do that. And then you call them, you call them, you call them, you call them, you get nothing in return. And then the next time you see them, months later, they do the same thing. Now, the third time you do it, I'm fucking calling you out. Hey, like, don't tell me you want to hang out. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. Like, don't do that shit because that's not what you really want to do. You're doing it in front of other people because you want to seem like you're, you're, you're open, like you're woke as shit, like you're progressive. And I'm tired of being your progressive merit badge. So when you see me out there and you don't um, and you say some shit like that and I call you out, don't fucking get surprised. You knew it was coming. And if you listen to my show, you would have had the heads up. Uh, if you don't, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. But I got it. I got to tell you what I'm saying is certified. This is a certified hood classic. I mean it to the, to the core of me, like stop perpetrating the fraud out in public. Stop perpetrating the fraud in, in social media. Like if you don't care for me, that's fine. That's something you have to deal with. That's not something I have to deal with because the only thing that changed in our relationship is that I told you who I was. I told you who I was. I had always been showing you who I was. But I finally said it out loud. And then all the relationships that I had before, the dynamic changed. And I get that. Things change over time. People grow apart. But be real about it. Don't be phony out in public and act like we're fucking best friends and shit. We're not. We're not. Some of you I haven't heard from since the day I came out. Some of you, the only contact that we have with each other is me consistently reaching out to you. And that's fine. I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to stop doing that. And it's not because like, oh, if your friend wants to, if they're really your friend, they'll make time for you. Now, I'm not going to say any of that. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to say for my well-being, that rejection, um, that kind of rejection, I can't deal with anymore. For my like self-preservation, I'm going to do what protects me. And if that means contacting you less and having to deal with you ducking me more, that's great. That's what I'm going to do. You have a problem with that? Suck my dick. You stupid. I don't really care. If you're mad about what I'm saying, suck my dick. You stupid. That's really where we at. Like, I, I'm, I'm just not going to play the game of this, like, little puppy chasing you for attention. I don't need that kind of attention. This is the season of self-love. Everybody's got their, oh, this is what I'm doing for the new year. I'm not going to make that kind of declaration. I'm just telling you that self-love is high on my priorities list. Truth is high on my priorities list. So don't come to me with no bullshit. Don't try to score no points in front of your friends because you got the black trans friend out of nowhere. Oh, this is my sister, Cam. I'm not your fucking sister. Sister, Brothers and sisters check up on each other. 
My brothers and sisters know who I am. Shout out to my sister, Candace Lavinia. She out here busting her ass. I love her dearly. Um, me and her are starting to grow a relationship, and I'm really, I'm really excited about where it is. And I know we don't talk every day, but that's because she's super busy, and I don't want to throw her off her game. But that's my sister. You extra motherfuckers out on the block calling me your sister and all that other shit, and then, and then doing some unsisterly shit. Like, yo, suck my dick. Suck my dick. Chill, fam. Chill, fam. Ain't nobody got no time for that bullshit fuckery. The name of the game is truth this year. The name of the game is walking in my truth. And if I have to destroy your bullshit to walk in it, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I heard this like fucking thing about people being like, hey, be careful which bridges you burn. Like, nah, I'm, I'm burning all bridges that, that lead to bullshit. All bridges that lead to bullshit is getting burned. I was never less than trans brothers and sisters, non-binary, they's and them's, uh, gender expansive people, asexual people. I need y'all to know you were never less than. If you finally telling people who you are leads to isolation, then that means that the people who were around you weren't genuine. That means that the people who are around you were about lip service. And, and, and there's a powerful thing being uh, who we are. We get to live twice. We get to die twice. We literally get to create our own families. We literally get to choose. It's a, a, like cis people get their biological family and a small core of friends. We literally get to rebuild our houses. Take advantage of that. Don't see the isolation as something that's permanent. See it as something that uh, is a gift to you, almost like a start over from the gods. We we are it's we are the gods' most lowly creatures in their eyes, but we got so many gifts. We we get to create recreate ourselves. We get to recreate what the dynamic of family means. We get to recreate what friendship really means. Take advantage of that. I am no longer going to preach about the isolation that I currently live in because I am going to rebuild my own family. I'm going to rebuild friendships. And if I just so happen to swing by you, bonus. If I don't, I mean, it is what it is. And if you think this is about you, I mean, it could be. But as I said, it's about self-love for me this year. So stop it. Get some help. You know what I mean? Stop it and get some help. Be real. Like, um, in my workings this year, I am also not just a a, a, a trans a podcast host. I'm also the CEO of a nonprofit. Um, I do a lot of fighting on the behalf of trans people and and gender expansive people. And even in that right. Because of my intersectionalities and my background, I'm not respected within my community. And I say to them a same thing I was saying to everybody else. If you have a problem with how I fight, suck my dick. If you have a problem with what I'm saying, suck my dick. If you have a problem with the fact that I'm not going to be as diplomatic in those spaces that you're trying to get crumbs, suck my dick. And um, this one goes out to you. We like, yeah, that's where we are. Um, I've put together some things this year uh, for the betterment of us all. And I, I I know for certain that I'm jumping onto a sword to do it. And I'm going to 
do it regardless. But at the end of the day, um, my intentions are pure. I am about the betterment and, and, and for the betterment of trans people and how we are treated in spaces all over the world in every industry, specifically employment, um, legal and medical industries where we are still being treated like it's the 1920s and like I'm, I'm stepping out there and I'm, I'm going to put myself as the barrier in between that. Um, on that note, uh, I am having a medical um, conversation or um, meeting um, on February 2nd. We'll post some flyers to social to the social media, let y'all know about it um, regarding the Rochester medical um, fields and medical industry in this area and its treatment of trans people as of late. Um, feel free to look that over. If you know anyone in the Rochester, New York or greater Rochester area that's been going through anything that has to do with mistreatment or discrimination in medical settings in the Rochester area, please contact um, us at the um email address that will be provided on the flyer we're going to be putting up on social media now with that being said i know i've, I've said a lot of things i've been talking for a couple minutes now we're going to do that thing that we normally do we're going to take a small chronic break so today's episode is about the meeting of marijuana <laughs> and music today's strain brought to you by mk ultra this one's going to melt you in your couch, so make sure you ain't got shit to do on this day, a Sunday that I'm recording on. And today's song is uh, Turn the Page by Metallica. Uh, shout out to Metallica. Everybody except for fucking Lars Ulrich. Fuck you, bro. You're a fucking, <laughs> you're, you're a fucking um, piece of shit, and I, I, I've never liked you. Uh, um, go fuck yourself. Uh, but yeah, that song, Turn the Page, um, kind of reminds me a lot of my career and um, my relationships and the sacrifices I made for them. And just kind of looking back on them now, like, yeah, that song is very fitting. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to take that bong hit. And like I said in um, previous episodes, if you hear coughing, um, this show uh, is primarily fueled by marijuana. Grow the fuck up. Let's get it. <sighs> Yo, so that was a great hit. I don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> uh, so we've been talking for about 26 minutes now, and I want to make sure that before I leave you that you have all the socials. Make sure to check out the socials this week. Um, we're going to have a new episode coming up. Um, I'm going to do something um, surprising. Uh, make sure that you look at the social medias in the immediate future to find out what that is. If you are wondering what the socials are, I will give them to you in kind. Um, let's start with uh, Twitter. The Twitter username is at the Tranos. That's at capital T-H-E, capital T-R-A-N-O-S. Um, on Instagram, follow us at Tranos Libs, which is... Tranos, T-R-A-N-O-S, lives, L-I-V-E-S, all lowercase. And if you're a TikTok user and you want to check out what our show's up to, uh, maybe get some insight into what's going on. We always put little teasers up, um, uh, little posters, little flyers. Check us out at The Tranos, also all lowercase, and that's T-H-E-T-R-A-N-O-S. 
This has been Tranos and the Lived Experience. My name is Camrayin Elin Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say that shit with your whole chest or I will fucking Hurricane Ronner you through a table at your motherfucking family reunion. Um, this has been Tranos again. The show that um, called you out. Pull up. You bitch ass nigga. <laughs>